please update. <laughs> really? No. <laughs> okay, so it is recording. I'll throw in a, a theme song in post. Three, okay. two, three, two, one. <laughs> Ooh, well, I hope it has something to do with, you know, it being summer or something. The theme song? I don't know if we have a, a summer variant. Our seasonal theme song yeah. change. Well, yeah, because I thought we're on sabbatical or something. Oh, shit. I'll see what I can do in post, but most likely <laughs> most likely, the theme song you just heard is the standard theme song. Makes sense to me. So this is our first uh, mini-sode of the summertime. We've been meaning to get around to this, and it just so happens that Emily was going to give uh, a lecture to Zach tonight on the 1980s. Mm-hmm. And I asked if I could sit in and uh, moderate and or just, you know, be the audience member who records it. I was going to consider it more of a of a dialogue than mm. a lecture, because that, that implies not only that I have enough to say that no one else has to talk, <laughs> but that I did research. And uh, I'm not comfortable with either. So it's more that we were just going to, you know, chat. Well, I'll tell you what. How about all of us talk, but you will be the one imparting knowledge. But that's pretty standard. That works for me. I just <laughs> have to know who I'm taking notes from. <laughs> Not me. <laughs> <laughs> there will be a test later. So okay. I, you want to talk about what prompted this conversation? Uh, well, I had started watching Stranger Things. The sequel to Strange Things. Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. The prequel to Things. <laughs> and I had heard a bunch of people saying, like, oh, yeah, it's like... It's basically like the 80s, because it's set in the 80s. <laughs> uh, and then, I guess, I don't know how we ended up... Well, I guess I just didn't know, yeah. yeah. Historically, was... you, nev- you never get my references. And uh, yeah. that, I think, has a lot to do with the, the 80s and the early 90s being a time that maybe you weren't... Alive? Alive? Yeah. Or Around, or... yeah. yeah. And so I just thought, you know... This is really an opportunity. I don't know how much you've watched now. Are you still just first episode in? Yeah, still same place I was. Just to be clear, it's not like Zach wasn't paying attention during the 80s and 90s. He just wasn't there. That's right. I just wasn't present. Right. There was no there there. He Mm -hmm. and literally not not the figurative present. He wasn't you know getting high in the back. Right. And also, how am I supposed to know that the 80s even happened since I wasn't even there for them? Um, Nothing happens unless you experience it. That's true. Yeah. Well, with the public education system in America, how would you know about anything at all? Take yeah, that. Good. Yeah, I don't Wait, know. Did you go to public school, Zach? Um, actually, I went to a private school. <laughs> wow. Most of my life. <laughs> well, thanks. Thanks for not tearing down the joke by <laughs> correcting no, yeah. me. <laughs> yeah. I was You're that welcome for then tearing it down after. <laughs> <laughs> And with with Stranger Things, it's it is like the '80s in some ways, but it's a lot more like '80s cinema and '80s sure. TV. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But not '80s nostalgia. Okay. I, I feel like it's not saccharine. Oh yeah. About it, I think it's actually just being very genuine 
rather than like someone paying an homage or yeah they i think they legitimately are trying to like recreate the feeling of uh, say a spielberg meets king carpenter meets king yeah yeah Yeah. that's like what i've heard i've heard all of those things that it's (laughs) like that so after you watched the first episode what did you take away or what were you thinking about it aesthetically um well i really like the intro sequence the not i mean like the like title card Mm -hmm. i think that's really cool i think it like i was thinking like this actually is really good i know netflix has been doing a lot of good stuff recently but like it feels it's pretty good for netflix i don't know like it it feels like a really well-produced show Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm the title card font, I believe, and a listener can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it's the Hi, same Janine. font. Yeah, Janine, um, I think it's the same font that is on the front of every Stephen King book. Most, it's very, very close. Oh, if they okay. didn't, if they didn't get the permission to use it, then they they right. made something. Yeah. Very similar. Interesting. Yeah, wow. it's just really, it's really cool. It's, I don't know. Like I'm only like an episode and a half into it, so I don't, I don't know. Like I don't have a full on opinion about it. Or about the 80s or going like, ah, oh, this time seems real or <laughs> yeah. what are these well, people, what what podunk town do they wear puffy jackets like that? I mean, like, I guess a big thing in the 80s was like kids going off and doing stuff on their own and being <laughs> yes. like, I'm we're going to go and get our stuff and do a cool adventure. Yeah. And, and you know what? That that part does actually ring true to not only 80s cinema and TV, but also kids were allowed to just go do shit and as long as they came home at night things were good yeah there yeah. was a curfew and no one really it's yeah, not like you had a cell phone so no one could check on you <laughs> that's very different they do have their little walkie talkies though that's kind of yes we, but that's we to had talk to each other we had mm-hmm. cb radios like me and my group of friends and my brothers all had cb radios uh, so yeah. when we're like out in the woods in you know behind the houses like we can find each other mm-hmm. did you have a call sign uh, i was silver fox Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't weren't we recently talking about that? And I said that's what people call Anderson Cooper. Yeah, I don't know why we're talking about it. I don't know either. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. I like the uh the sheriff. Mm-hmm. He's like uh he doesn't care, but then he he really does care, but it just doesn't seem like it. That's his uh that's what I'm getting off of him. <laughs> that's his mo. Yeah, in a couple episodes, he starts caring a lot. Yeah. And Just like th- that song, we care a lot. <laughs> That's from the nineties. Nineties. <laughs> I know it was it was a bit of a stretch, but it happened. <laughs> so ooh, I... ooh, telephones and walls. What's that? Oh like? yeah. Oh yeah. I uh, so <laughs> we we didn't have a telephone in a wall, but we had like a landline when I was a kid, and mm. like with a cord and everything. Mm-hmm. Not a rotary phone though. So that's all brand new to me. Not really. And uh, I'm sure you recall payphones because they stuck around for a pretty long time. Uh, yeah, I think so. I, I think like (laughs) there's actually in my college town there's like a one of the like payphone boxes, but with nothing in it. (laughs) Yeah, in a lot of cities, I noticed they were very slow to take them down, even though they haven't been used in a long time. Yeah. I think in New York they started replacing them with like these Wi-Fi areas, and oh. they've had to keep cracking down on it because people are using them to watch porn. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. 
I was gonna tell uh, like a braggish. Oh, look at how old I am. I was gonna tell you that uh, payphones only cost a dime when I was a little kid. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. But. But seeing as you don't really remember payphones, I don't know what you think the, well, the baseline I think that would be. They're a quarter. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's why I, I I remember uh, I remember watching the movie Phone Booth. <laughs> oh yeah, that... that came out in like 2000 something. Yeah, that was like the someone was like, man, payphones are on their way out. We need to do something with to, this. Yeah, story. spark some interest. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> My favorite use of a phone booth in a movie, I think I love the spitting phone booths and hackers mm-hmm. a lot um, as their way of trying to imply action during a hacking scene. Right. Uh, uh, yeah. Also, the spoof with the phone booth um, from High Anxiety of trying to do some kind of birds reference to Hitchcock. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to stop now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, Superman. What does Superman do now? Oh, yeah. And he just like goes away. Now he he broods darkly. He like <laughs> but how pon- does he, he ponders outfit? his existence. I th- I think he just sort of like goes into like an alley or something like that. You know, like, it doesn't. Yeah. Honestly, I, they had to address that in the latest movie. You saw that, right, Zach? Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember the the transition? I remember at one point he had to go, and he like sort of. Did like sort of a zoom in, and he like ripped his shirt a little bit, uh-huh. oh. and then it just like cut to him being Superman. Um, I've always wondered about Superman in the in the phone booth. Aren't they clear? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Not only is it just glass, so like uh-huh. you, you see him change, but <laughs> but someone who doesn't see the change and steps into the phone bo- booth next, and there's just a a, a full suit, like shoes, tie, jacket. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where did they go? Like, wouldn't you be worried that phone booths are vaporizing people, like, left and right? Like, Futurama, the, the suicide booth? Something would be happening. So I mean, I mean, it'd be really creepy, right? Yeah. And he... Or, what? Well, there, could, there could be, like... Well, in anime, there's a thing, like, called accessing hammer space, where you basically, if your character's pissed off enough, like, she can reach into the air, get a giant hammer, and hit you on the head. Mm. So maybe he stores his stuff in hammer space. Which is different than Hammer Time. I didn't know there was a word for that. I I learned it in the 90s. I don't know if it's still accurate. Ramona Flowers has that bag where she has her hammer. Yeah, it's, it's usually a chick who just gets so annoyed that she reaches somewhere and like a giant squeaky hammer comes out. Man, there's so much anime stuff. There's so much. <laughs> True. No, well, I'm a huge fan of horror and I have accepted the fact that, you know, 90% of it is really, really awful. Like, just mm-hmm. poorly written, poorly produced, everything. Sure. And and so when I'm trying to watch horror movies, I'm just used to the fact that I have to watch maybe three before I stumble upon the fourth, which is actually a good one. Mm-hmm. And with anime, it's like even like ten times worse. You got to watch probably nine different series before you find one good one. Yeah, I well, uh, I, mm-hmm. I tend to like hear people recommend things to me, or like, oh man, have you seen whatever? And I'm like, oh no, <laughs> I haven't. And I'm like, I try to like keep a log of all the things that people suggest because I'm not like always in the mood to watch an anime. But I I don't know the last one, the last good one I watched was like Attack on Titan. I've heard like, I've heard good things. I've heard yeah. good things. 
They're they're Those coming out with a ago. I think a live action movie pretty soon. Yeah. Already, didn't they already do that or no? Did it come out in theaters? No. Hmm. It's like a new series altogether, so they're like going really slow on production with a lot of stuff with it. Hmm. It's ridiculous. I thought I had run out of good anime, and then um, Emily introduced me to XL Saga. Yeah. Okay. Which is like if Fooly Cooly had a story. Who's that? Uh, <laughs> it, <laughs> it's typed out FLCL. Um, it's like a six-episode series. It was actually made as like proof of concept that this this like studio could do good animation. Okay. Um, but the guy who wrote it is like a genius, and it, it's like one of the best anime series I've seen, despite it being, or maybe because it's only six episodes long. Right. But this is like a full series. I think there's like, you know, thirty episodes or something. It's like nice. six seasons or seven seasons. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite things about Excel Saga is that she has a pet that looks like a cat, is referred to as a dog. Um, its name is Menchi, and it's her emergency food supply source. Oh. And the animal is very aware of it. Okay. <laughs> and and because of her lifestyle, she's often on the verge of like running out of food and desperately needing to eat her own dog. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And it sings the closing credits. Oh, it sings. Well, in Animal, and there's a translator. Oh, it sings in Animal. Well, I said, yeah, like when you hear a dog like singing along with like a blue song. Oh, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Since I'm not convinced it's not a cat, I just say animal. <laughs> yeah. I don't know that that's a dog. Anyways, it doesn't look like a dog, as far as what I'm seeing right here. A menchie. Oh, you're you're actively. Yeah. Nice. Oh yeah. Yeah, he's a child of the future. Well, I normally do he's that, used but to being told about stuff and then going, I'm gonna fact check that shit right now. <laughs> because I'm recording for the first time, I am afraid to touch <laughs> anything on yeah. my computer, so I'm like sitting like several feet away from it. Like... <laughs> that's smart. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> good job. Ooh. So. I'm uh I'm taking it slow with Stranger Things. I'm looking forward to watching more, mm-hmm. but uh, I'm also like not a huge like horror fan in general, just because mm-hmm. I'm too scared of everything. Then I think this series is for you. Okay, yeah. Yeah, it's because it's it's based on more of an old school type of thing that when horror could be for children, mm-hmm. so that there's it's not exceptionally graphic. It's more about suspense and discomfort, mm-hmm. I would say. Yeah. And about like, the kinds of things that play in your imagination so that you're mm-hmm. more, there's more of a concept that's going to stick with you than maybe a bad guy in particular. Right. Yeah, that's good. Uh, I like it all. Like, so far, like, the scary stuff has just been, like, like a monster and then, like, this, like, I don't know. Like, it's not like the horror movies of today where it's just, like, trying to be as out of control as possible right yeah there's no creatures and they're going now you have to eat your best friend but only <laughs> using a spoon that's right yeah jigsaw everyone's favorite <laughs> <laughs> jigsaw puzzler yeah by hasbro so emily you've finished the series i have i got to like episode maybe six out of ten seven out of ten mm-hmm. is this a rating or a no, 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 that, like, uh, sequentially, I got about halfway, a little past halfway through the series, and I, and I haven't finished it yet. Mostly because I just haven't gotten around to it, but partially 
I was like, this is like an 80s horror movie for kids. I'd rather I, I'd I rather watch like a movie with like a monster where he's like, "Hey kid, you gotta eat your friend with a spoon." Slow. <laughs> so I'm not I'm not dissatisfied with it in any sense other than I, I went into it thinking it'd be like horror and so I mean, less spikes, more spoons. <laughs> yeah, it's really. I mean, I look at it like an adventure series. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's another thing. Steven Spielberg had um, amazing stories. That's another reference that I don't think you'll know. <laughs> amazing stories, no. You should look that up. It was a TV show, and every week was another one of these kinds of surreal, kind of Twilight zone but more full of uh, imagination and wonder. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. a, a happier Tales from the Dark Side. Yeah. And so there's like elements of that kind of thing, of, of E.T., I think is another good example uh, that connects us. Goonies, um, anything where kids have bikes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, sta- <laughs> the, the stand. Stand by me, do you mean? I'm or sorry. I, yeah, yeah, stand by me. Uh, I, uh, Stephen... I really like when they go towards Randall Flagg. That, that Stephen shot. King thing with the word stand in it. You want to go see a dead body? The you, stand. You mean the body? Yeah. Do you want to go see it? This has nothing to do with what we're doing right now. I just want to know what you're doing later and if you want to go see a body. Oh, I thought you meant, like, go see the book The Body, which no, was ad- famously adapted into The Stand By Me. Oh, yeah, with narration oh. by Richard Dreyfus. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Um, you might... Have you seen Stand By Me, Zach? No, I haven't. Have you seen The Sandlot? No, but oh, that's man. something that I should have seen. So The Sandlot... <laughs> According to people around me that have seen movies do you see those people right now <laughs> no no but in my in my like school the sandlot borrowed very heavily from stand by me structure and i'm sure there's yeah. a movie from like the the following decade that works for that generation i, I just don't know what that would be um well so like sandlot is something that i just never saw but like a lot of I think a lot of people with like siblings, like older siblings, saw it. maybe. Yeah, yeah. My my horrible theory was that the movie Sleepers was Stand by Me for the nineties. Yikes! <laughs> it was. You want you want to give Zach a like a two sentence recap of that awful plot? Oh man! Uh, children who go on adventures get busted, go to prison, get molested. Get back together again as adults to kill the dude who did it. And oh, what? And man. wasn't it Kevin Bacon? Yes, it's always <laughs> Kevin Bacon. It's always Kevin Bacon. <laughs> yeah. The Hollow Man. <laughs> oh man. Much like I think that um, Strange Days is the some kind of wonderful of the '90s because it's just about like wanting this girl when your best friend is there and is much more awesome, but this time with psychotropic drugs and murder. I'm gonna have to think about that for a while <laughs> yes ponder it uh strange days was not a great movie oh strange what was days. sleepers no no I don't okay know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I was just thinking back on it and it was it was kind of in that vein of like the movies leading up to like the matrix there were uh, existence yeah yeah by cronenberg all about the body ports uh yeah and Dark City, which I think is the best one. Of course, it is the best one. 
I think Matrix kind of borrowed a little bit from that. So before your time, Zach, Rufus Sewell did not just play evil aristocrats. <laughs> oh, right. Well, uh, let's see. <laughs> Ralph always... Fiennes was in Strange Stranger Days or whatever. Strange Days, yes. Strange. Uh, and yeah. was it Ralph or Rafe? Rafe. Rafe Fiennes. Rafe. Yeah. Rafe Fiennes. Yeah. I, I will correct you publicly on a podcast that we're distributing to uh, a thousand people, so <laughs> that so that later in life, if you say it again, you'll remember to say Rafe. Rafe. That's right. No, I know forever. And his brother yeah. Joseph. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. I don't know. No, that isn't that right? Well, it's Joseph. I don't know if he. Oh, I see. The, I don't know. It's like it's... imagine that there are two F's at the end. <laughs> So, uh, with Stranger Things, people have actually been, like, pretty good about not spoiling everything. Yeah. Like, I Game... can change that right now. <laughs> uh, Game of Thrones, you know, when Tommen went out the window, pe- like, people were posting, like, GIFs of it, like, within maybe 24 hours. Do you watch oh, wow. Game of Thrones? Uh, yes. Are you I... caught up? No, I, I dropped <laughs> off. I... It... For for anyone who listens, hi, Janine. Um, I, I go out of my way to drop pretty big Game of Thrones spoilers anytime the topic comes up. I know, but hasn't seen it. I think I dropped off at the end of season four, so, like, I'm not, I don't know, like, I don't even know what's happening. I'm not interested in it anymore. Well, I think that it was explained best by Ian McShane, who said it was tits and dragons. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that is true. I think you've probably seen the best of it. You, you might want to stop, you know. <laughs> yeah, it. I kind of I figured. I don't know. Like, cause it does keep going, but you've you've seen all the good parts. Yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm good. I, I don't need to see anymore. Just push back from that dinner table. You're okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm all I'm all good. I've, I've had enough. <laughs> like I'm set. I oh couldn't couldn't yeah. watch another bite. Yeah, <laughs> that's how I feel about most TV. I tend to stop watching TV series. A bit before they're over, not oh. ever intentionally, but I usually like I can't. I'm yeah. done now. They're trying to do something, and I just couldn't care. Yeah, I jumped into. They need the to Walking wrap Dead. up. Did you jump back out? I did. I I lasted like two seasons. Kind of like the Hokey Pokey. But <laughs> yeah, I I made it up to I think the end of season one where they found the bunker. Okay. And yeah. they spent like 30 minutes in it, and then you know they're like, the show's got to keep going, so right. they just they <laughs> just left it. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, okay, I, I see what's gonna happen here. This is just never gonna end. Well, yeah. once one season apparently was spent mostly in a barn because of budget cuts. Really? Oh. Yeah, they had to come justify like them staying on this farm for a really long time. Well, yeah, they were and... at this prison for a while. Yeah, that's actually so. Point. I I read. The first hundred issues of the comic, there's probably six hundred plus, and okay. and I, I I came to the same conclusion. Like I was like, oh, it it just keeps going. It just like, keeps going. Yeah. yeah. It, it will much like the walkers, like you know. The, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say that's why you should join me and in, in my party. First wave dead. Um, I don't feel the need to see what happens post apocalypse. I am fine with being a victim of the apocalypse. <laughs> first I, wave dead. First wave de- first ha- wave dead, you know. Ha- hashtag I, first wave dead. Yeah, exactly. I don't, I'm not I'm not creating one of those teams. I don't have a backup plan. Okay. I you just, know how to prepper. 
I don't want to. I don't want to continuously survive in adverse conditions, like for the eternity that is my life. Once, like like a TV show, if I've seen the good parts, I'm done. Yeah. It's okay, you know. I'll push myself back from the table. I'll become zombie chow. <laughs> it's fine. I don't want to have to learn how to, like, you know, generate electricity, or <laughs> or how to deal with, you know, cholera coming back because we no longer have a way to deal with anything. Also, if, if we the anti-vaxxers will have one, is what I'm saying. Dep- the Zika virus. Oh yeah, it's starting. Yeah. Depending get- on how catastrophic the apocalypse is. Like, say we're sent back to, like, the Stone Age, or at least, like, Mad Max style. Or yeah. Snake... I I would Plissken? be... Snake Plissken? Yeah. Um, I always think about this, like, I don't know how anything works. No. Like, I couldn't recreate, like, anything in my house. <laughs> it, it, I could if... recreate the mess. <laughs> if I was sent back a hundred years in time... <laughs> I, I could describe in great detail these amazing technologies we have, and they'd uh-huh. be like, oh, okay, let's make it. And I'd be like, I don't know how to do it. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's interesting. How does yeah. it work? I don't know. Magic? Yeah, I just, you know, just needed electricity. <laughs> I think that's another thing I might have learned if I had been smart enough to take home ec. How to make make electricity? I think that really Homec was the secret to life, and that by not taking it, I I took it and lack I... all skills. I took Homec, and what I learned is that my Homec teacher really didn't give a shit, and we watched my so-called life every single day for a semester. Hey, then you learned. <laughs> oh, so I I learned <laughs> somebody a, a had lot more. Yeah. Dyslexia. <laughs> Jordan Catalano leaned really well. Leaned? Yeah, that was the whole entire thing that um. Claire Danes' character had a crush on the character's name was Jordan Catalano by Jared Leto. And it was all about like, he leaned, he didn't say much. And he had dyslexia and he leaned against things real nice. Oh, that's dreamy. That's so dreamy. (laughs) All right. um, We're going to take a real quick break. We'll be right back. and we're back oh good choice on song yeah <laughs> I really I love that break music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I was kind of everyone was dancing along to it, and thank you for staying silent during the music. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I just was. I just muted my mic. I was talking. Oh. oh. Did you want to repeat it? <laughs> no. <laughs> it, was, it was just a lot of you know anger. I'm not going to say that it was misplaced or not. <laughs> <laughs> No, I was thinking about things like just wanting to say, okay, Gleaming the Cube. I just want to name films <laughs> and see if Zach knows any of them. <laughs> um, but that's not useful. I mean, we could try it. Did you have a Schwinn or a no. Huffy BMX? No. Did you have a no. bike? No, I did not. You've never popped a wheelie? I've never popped a wheelie. Do you know how to ride a bike? I No, so the, here's something about me. is I don't know how to ride a bike. Is that... Common for no, it's okay. not. Yeah, 
I'm uh, one of the few. Did people ridicule you? Well, I guess it doesn't come up, right? Like, yeah, it doesn't really come up. So I like I just never learned, and then is I've it a never... private school thing? Is this a private? School? <laughs> <laughs> no, like like like. So what I did was I got a razor scooter because mm-hmm. it was cool to have a razor scooter, and so I just had one of those instead of a bike, and then I never learned how to ride a bike. <laughs> See, in my day, we had a kick and go. Because oh. you had one foot on it and you used the other one to kind of push against the ground and kick. And then okay, yeah. It's sort and of like that. Then there's a little pump in the back that you could just use to keep going. Yeah. Yeah, the Razor scooter was like all metal. It was pretty intense. Mm. Camping. Yeah. Oh, I guess. That's right. <laughs> uh, when I was really young, skateboarding was huge. And then it became mm-hmm. not cool. And then it became cool again. I- I've seen... The the ebb and flow of skateboarding coolness. Can yeah. you say when I was young, skateboarding was huge again? When I was young, skateboarding was huge again. Uh, no, just say it without the again. <laughs> when I was a kid, skateboarding was really popular. No, that one doesn't work. <laughs> what do you want me to say? When I was a kid, skateboarding was really huge. When I was a kid, skateboarding was really huge. But then you got taller. Yeah. Yeah. I was trying to follow your intense moment. <laughs> because The Walking Dead has taught me that bad dad jokes are the only thing that matters. Uh, yeah. Have you seen the memes? Yeah, all the Carl. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Does he tell dad jokes to Carl? Not in the show, but people oh, like Oh, that's awesome. I really, like that better. <laughs> yeah, the memes is great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so... Oh, something I was thinking about when you mentioned like the Razor scooter is that one of the things I do appreciate, people are always saying that, you know, in my day, we blah, 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 blah. But I think that historically, we always try to find a new way to kill our children. Oh. <laughs> that is, yeah. that kids are, that we're not making kids too safe nowadays. I right. mean, sure, maybe they have a helmet on, but now they're on like, what is it called? Like that, it's like the seg, not even a seg, the segue without the handles. The hoverboard. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think that like sets on fire. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, that but that was brief. I mean, that is already I mean, a lot of those got recalled and Yeah, but I'm just saying yeah. we do still keep on trying. We just have to have our things be less obvious now. Now, in my day and I think a little bit also in your day, Nick, like we had the Halloween costumes that would suffocate you to death mm-hmm. because you oh. had a giant plastic bag helmet nice. over your face. Nice. And those got banned. Well, There's... fortunately, it was before global warming, so it was actually cold in October, as opposed oh, okay. to yeah, <laughs> instead of it being ninety degrees. That's yeah, nice. yeah, yeah. So, so hopefully, hypothermia hit before suffocation. Right. Yeah, yeah. And and you went happy. Yeah, I just remember sweating inside the like really thick like plastic or vinyl or mm. you know. Well, anything made out of that yeah. plastic is going to be. It's either going to make you miserable or you're going to gain a fetish at a very young age. Or both. Yeah, it's true. You could you could objectify the the misery of mm-hmm. plastic. <laughs> that is the name of my next album. <laughs> the misery of plastic. Yes, and it's going to be. I'm going to work with the Cocteau Twins, and uh, I need a couple other bands that are pretty maudlin to. Uh... Oh, speaking of music, uh, the music in Stranger Things is really good. Yes. And didn't oh, you yeah. tell me that it's an Austin band? Uh, the sound, um, the intro music and the incidental music is an awesome band. So the the score, and they also yeah. did the score for the guest, which had an amazing '80s esque soundtrack. Yes. 
I really like the music. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's great. I'm having Peter Gabriel's cover of Heroes is using it. Spoiler. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Did you? Does music count as spoilers? No. 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 I don't know. I love being told anything about something that I haven't seen, and everybody else seems to get mad. So I. Although uh, when oh. when Love came out, the Paul Rust Netflix series. Yeah. I like binge watched the whole thing because I, I really liked it, and the end credits from the final episode played um, "I Will Fight" by Wilco. Okay. And I posted that with, I think without any commentary. I just posted the song and then someone like Mike Sainz was like, dude, come on. <laughs> cause, cause he, he saw the song, then he saw the show and felt like somehow I'd take, you know, it, it definitely wasn't, oh. it, it definitely wasn't Mike Sainz. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. so I'll go That's ahead and, I'll go ahead yeah. and say that it wasn't Mike Sainz. <laughs> But yeah, for first time it even occurred to me that mentioning something on the soundtrack could, you know, get someone riled up regarding spoilers. Yeah. Well, no. like depending on how it ends, like Girlfriend in a Coma could be a giveaway. Girlfriend in a Coma. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's serious. So, you know, there are certain songs which are just, you know, it's the end of the world as we know it. Yeah, that could be a giveaway. Some things, though. Alone again, naturally. That was uh, one of my grandfather's favorite songs. And Aww. when I was a little kid, I just didn't really listen to the lyrics. And I was like, yeah, that melody is like really nice. I, I get it. And then I kind of got a little bit older and I actually listened to the song. And I was like, this is the most depressing song ever. <laughs> well, that ties into the 80s because the 80s was all about singing the saddest things to the peppiest, poppiest beat. Oh, yeah. In yeah. tune possible. And having I mean, for an every, English yeah. voice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, everybody, everybody wanted to, you know, be as miserable as a, oh, God, a New Order. Before yeah. New Order, it was... Joy Division. Thank you. I feel like oh, New Order... Sorry, another Nazi term, which I just can't remember at the moment. <laughs> I feel like Morrissey and New Order and Joy Division, like... Is OMD. That, is actually more popular now than no. they were at the time. Do you not think so? I disagree completely. Okay. But right. I'm not on a bus full of other children blasting it constantly now. So maybe that. Maybe just the slight difference in our age, Emily, I, I think accounts for that. Because we, we pushed back on that type of music because we were listening to, you know, like Mud Honey and uh, Soundgarden. Right. Green right. River. And uh, Temple of the Dog is having a reunion. Temple of the Dog, yeah. They're having a reunion right now, just so you know. I don't mind stealing bread from the mouth of decadence. <laughs> I I do not like Pearl Jam. I love Soundgarden, so um So you half like Temple of the Dog? I half liked it. Interesting. Very Do you have are do you are you are any of these references things that you are more than smiling and nodding at, Zach? Uh I I mean I know like I knew all those bands for sure. Uh not not uh, Temple of a Dog, though. So that was a, a super group of Soundgarden and Pearl Jam. You okay. have to listen to their song. <laughs> do or, I? Yes. What do I? No, that's a fair question, though. Like, I don't mind stealing bread. That <laughs> uh, sounds that sounds alright. So bad. I get. I mean, you know, it, it sounds okay. exactly like yeah. what it is. It sounds like Chris Cornell from Soundgarden singing a Pearl Jam song, right? Screaming, okay. screaming is his parts of a Pearl Jam song in yeah. order to compete. Yeah, yeah, better. they probably were, you know, out weirding each other. Yeah, boy. Um, so Matthew Modine and Winona Ryder. I, I'm not looking it up. 
and I probably should before I say it, but I they bet aged. I, I bet they're um, probably the same age because they were popular around the same time. And I think Matthew Modine might be a little older. Well, in the he looks about twenty years older in the series, right? Yeah, but but he was playing he was playing like adult characters while she was playing children. I feel like. I guess it doesn't help that the girls were usually matched up with guys yeah. that were much older anyways. Um, Matthew Modine in Stranger Things is like the gray-haired guy. He hasn't, has he seen it I yet? think he shows up first... at the end of the first episode. He was born in 1959, making him 57 years old. Oh, oh is he like the, the guy that's like in charge of the secret yeah. agent? Yeah. Okay. He hasn't said anything or... Yeah, well, it says Winona Ryder, who was born in 71. Oh, okay. Then their age discrepancy is... Is large. Per- <laughs> yeah. But David Harper, who is the um, sheriff, was born in 1974. He's younger than Winona Ryder. He looks well, younger. Yeah, he does. <laughs> um, <laughs> Full Metal Jacket was 87, and Matthew Modine played uh, an 18-year-old. And the fo- the following year in eighty eight, um, Winona Ryder played what a sixteen year old. I don't know. Okay, so point. Vision Fest was in nineteen eighty five. Point being, they're playing the same age at the same time, and now okay, that's just not possible because he yeah. is clearly yeah. much older. I'm just saying I can use the internet too, Zach. I, I, <laughs> oh, okay. I'm a child yeah. of the computer age. <laughs> I can use the internet too. And when I put in Matthew Modine birthday, it also told me about David Harbour, Winona Ryder, and Vincent D'Onofrio. Wow. Look at that. <laughs> yeah. That's impressive. Oh, by the way, Matthew Modine is six foot four. Holy shit. He's a tall man. Everybody in Full Metal Jacket must be really tall because he plays like a little guy. Oh, his children have really long names. Let's hear him. Um, one's name, Bowman Mark Rivera Modine. Mm. Bowman? B-O-M-A-N. Is that short for Bojack Horseman? Could be. The other one, Ruby Wilder, Rivera Modine. Ruby Wilder. Ruby Wilder. Um, His siblings are Mark, Marsha, Russell, Michael, Elizabeth, and Maury Modine. Maury Modine! Aww. Is he from the Brady Bunch? Yeah. (laughs) Marsha isn't a name you hear very much anymore. My aunt is named Marsha. And if you do hear it, you usually hear it three times in a row, like Beetlejuice. My That's aunt right. is Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. <laughs> yeah, and Lori was my grandfather's name. Maybe I'm related to Matthew Odin. <laughs> Someone in your family had a name change? Well, I mean, it goes along with, I don't know if you saw, the thing that I'm dealing with currently is that I apparently have a doppelganger. Whoa. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know what? You should you should post that in the foam so that it will be foam Jason by the time someone hears this. Well, enough people are my friend. Either my friend or they're not, and Janine can see my face. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) If you're listening to this and not Emily's friend, what's wrong with you? Well, what's wrong with me? No, what's wrong with them? Oh, because I could make a list. (laughs) I in fact have a list. Ooh, that's good. I'm I'm glad that you already found the lookalike backup girlfriend. Um. So she looks identical to Emily. The only difference is she works in the video game industry and is British. And has a lot of piercings. And is a little bit punk rock. Hey! You're a little bit punk rock, too. Thank you. Ooh, I just noticed the bitrate 
that I normally set to 256 is at 64. What does uh, that mean? Uh, that's why it sounds that <laughs> great. If um, this sounds about, uh, you know, a fraction of how good it should sound, it's because of that slight um, oversight. Uh, is that like us being pixelated? Is it like one of those? Yeah, games? it's, like, it's kind of like we're an old uh, cathode ray TV and what we want to be is a modern, like, LED 1080p high definition. So are TV. we a Commodore 64? Yeah, we're, we're a Commodore 64, and what we want to be is, like, you know, an Xbox One, maybe? Yeah. How far yeah. ahead is Xbox One? Like, are there things past that? Well, they no. used to measure video game consoles in bits. And oh, like, yeah, that's true, they did. Like, the NES was 8-bit, the Sega was 16... They came. Uh, the Saturn was 32. The Nintendo 64 was guess 64. 64. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think 128 existed very briefly, but now that's just like it's not even how they design computers anymore. Yeah. Um, I think we actually. I think my PlayStation 4 might be a. Th- I I, I, I on, left the conversation. Sorry. They're on, I was like 64 bit uh-huh. i think which is okay. what we're doing now right but it's the <laughs> so what's the problem uh, well this That's is great yeah we are the future and the past this we is the what and the omega when we listen to this this is what 64 kilobits per second <laughs> not kilobytes kilobits oh when, yeah will you still need me when the still kilobits are gone when the kilobits are 64 oh sorry i didn't wait up and i'm now another reference that i don't really know ready drums Nice. Thank nice. You. Well, you know as much. Excellent parrot. You know as much about Comedy Bang Bang as uh, Mike Mike Hanford knows about John Lennon, so <laughs> it, it, it works. All good. Drums. It's it's funny because Scott actually I know for a fact Scott knows a lot about the Beatles, and it, mm-hmm. I'm always surprised that he he isn't like driven crazy by <laughs> Hanford not knowing anything about John Lennon. But, but maybe well, he so did. does he not really know anything, or does he just make think, up a? Well, I stuff? I think part of it is you know that that became apparent that it was funny that you know he he wasn't he <laughs> up up to speed on John Lennon's life, and so he mm-hmm. has since embraced it. But I don't think that started as like the bit. Okay, interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thanks. Stranger, comma. <laughs> Howdy, partner. So we'll have to revisit Stranger Things again uh, this summer when yeah. when we've all actually seen it. <laughs> yeah. So this this is more of the, is... the intro. What we should do is uh, the last mini-sode we do before the summer end should be part two of Strange, comma, or... Stranger, no, Things, comma. Stranger, comma, Danger Stranger, Things. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. say no, go and tell someone you trust. Um. That's but right. also, but yeah, but just pay attention. They're, they've got the clothes down pretty well. Um, mm-hmm. Like the best friend Barb has the jacket, which has the weird puff princess sleeve for no apparent reason. It's great. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I'll have to, I know that they've got the cars down. They've they've really. It's a good band. Yeah. It's uh, they're all vehicles in this. <laughs> None of them planes. Yeah. The plane, a plane is a vehicle. What am I talking about? Yeah. <laughs> oh. One difference, though, is it's supposed to be in a small town, and I don't know if you guys have ever lived in a small town. Because I, 
I really haven't, but I've been uh-huh. to small towns and that kind of culture, you know, it's like going back in time. I grew up in a small town. Did you? Yes. Wow. We what? we had the only downtown for the three towns connecting it because, you know, we had Burger King. Wow. Okay. Nice. nice. That's pretty good. Um, yeah, there was a lot of us all getting lost in the woods going to see a dead okay. body. You know, wrong, yeah. wrong side of the tracks. Yeah, the, all that stuff actually existed. My high school was for three towns to fill it up with like my graduating class had maybe had still under 200 kids in it oh, for wow. three towns. So, yeah, small town. I guess, but I, 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 was really, I really wanted to Mellencamp it when you said I don't know if anybody here, <laughs> and it's still inside me. <laughs> you know, my first really big concert, like at like an arena-sized venue, was John E. Cougar. Mm. It, it so wasn't very good. I mean, I enjoyed it at the time, but it was not a good concert. Oh, not just his name is. He's been John Cougar, John Cougar Mellencamp, John Mellencamp. Yeah. Oh, I, I went home with a T-shirt that said I knew him when he was Johnny Cougar, which was a lie because I did not. Oh. <laughs> what was your first lie? My first lie. <laughs> um. Oh wow. Oh, okay. So here's a time I everybody thought I was lying. I'm, if if you've heard this story, stop me. But because, because we're talking about Steven Spielberg and E.T. and stuff, mm-hmm. um, we saw E.T. in the movie theater when I was a kid. And there's a scene where, like, the brother says to the sister, or, the, or vice versa, shut up, penis breath. Oh, my God. That's my mom's favorite part of E.T. And she, she left the theater saying it. And nice. so, yeah. like, like, a couple days later, we're at the dinner table, me and my three siblings and my parents... And someone, uh, my brother Seth, asked me to pass, like, the potatoes or whatever. And I go, shut up, penis breath. And I thought it'd be a big laugh because we Mm. all laughed at it in the theater. (laughs) And apparently nobody else remembered the line. So so everyone, like, with no context, that's just, like, this horrific thing to say at the dinner table when you're, you know, five years old. (laughs) And so I got got in trouble. I got sent to my room, and I tried – I said, no, it's the line in E.T. And, like, I looked (laughs) to my – like sister who's too young and my uh, my sister was like an infant so i don't know why i looked at her right. <laughs> yeah, i was like help me out baby stupid baby <laughs> but my brothers honestly didn't recall and so the worst part was like a year later et's gonna be on television like mm-hmm. you know they used to show movies like pretty quickly on tv because it was like a, like a big thing like friday mm-hmm. night you know et and I told them, I said, do you remember when I said penis breath? <laughs> it's in the movie, and I'll <laughs> prove it to you, because no. I, I've been, like, mad about it ever since. And then the TV edit cut out that scene. <laughs> oh, cut out the whole scene? Well, of course, it's yeah. not going to exist. Oh, Much man. like your mother sews socks in hell, one of the best insults ever made for television i know but like i i had been like down about this thing for like so long and like you've been down my my comeuppance had finally arrived yeah and, like i had the whole family gather around to prove the point <laughs> and the credits rolled and i was so i was like well i guess i'm crazy <laughs> and it, it really wasn't until like probably 15 years later that i saw a version of et that had it back in Oh wow! Like everybody <laughs> had walkie-talkies. Oh right, of- yeah, yeah. I don't. So it's not in that version either. So like, 
My mm. child. So you know, I spent years thinking that I came up with "Shut Up, Penis Breath" like on my own, and then attributed it to this movie that it wasn't actually in. So I got to talk to my therapist about this. And how how old? <laughs> how old am I now? No, how old were you when you? Uh, I'm, I was still living in Connecticut, so I had to be like five or six. Okay. So in the arrested stages of development with Freud, you'd be in an oral. Okay. Um, just because of the expression, uh, yeah, the was... you made it up. Um, well, you know, when I was younger than that, well, I, I think every kid goes through the anal fixation before the oral. But then as I grew up, I actually got back into the anal fixation, like kind of like skateboards. Like it was cool, then it wasn't cool, and now I'm back into it. Mm. But you're taller now. <laughs> and I'm big in Japan, literally. Oh, that's the from the band Alphaville, which was also popular along with OMD. Depeche Mode. Do they make New that Order. joke? They they have a song called Big in Japan. But is it about being taller than the average Japanese person? I don't I wouldn't go so far as to say that. <laughs> but uh Oh man. I appreciate the opportunity to bring up more racist conversations. That's not racist. The average Asian is Asian. Yeah, or, all are Japanese. I don't know the statistics on Japan itself, but the average Asian male is shorter than the average Caucasian male. That's not racism. They tend to have darker hair, whereas in Poland, people tend to have lighter hair. Hi, Zach. <laughs> what are you what are you doing um for your summer break i hate you guys <laughs> i thought that's what you were gonna say to us during the break um i hate you guys my summer break is sort of just like being in the my college town during the summer so there's like no one here and i was going to get a job but then it like didn't work out and i'm gonna be like I would have about three weeks with a job now before I had to go back to school, and I have a job when I go back to school, so it's like just sort of like hanging out, just like not doing much. That's the way to do it. Yeah, it's like it's I don't like know. The shining, but in the summertime. Yeah, it's just like you know, I'm cut off from everything. But I can still get places because there's yeah. snow. Um. Yeah. So what else? I'm catching up on podcasts, sort of. Oh, are podcasts I, still a thing? Yeah, I still listen to them. You'll, cool. If you are catching up also with the foam, um, we had a weird week where everyone kind of just expressed major disinterest in podcasts. <laughs> there, oh. There's a thread where like somebody asks, like, what podcasts do you, do, did you used to listen to and no longer and it kind of evolved into everyone just being like, I'm not really into Comedy Bang Bang anymore. Sorry, Scott. Oh, wow. <laughs> and well, that's the I'm over it. Yeah, well, that that factored in. There there was someone, Joe Zhang, said, uh, I, think I'm, I think I'm over Comedy Bang Bang. Hashtag, sorry, Scotty. Yeah. And that, that was big. That was that's interesting. Speak I, more on that. that, 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 that I don't understand. That, com- that culminated in uh, Brendan... Telling the world that he was over Nick Spanis. <laughs> well, I culminated for you. Oh yeah, I'm. Yeah. I'm sure I can. <laughs> <laughs> well, I uh, I haven't listened to Comedy Bang Bang for a very long time. I listened to like two episodes uh, recently, and it's like okay, yeah, uh, 
Still Comedy Bang Bang. Did you pick up where you had left off, or did you listen to no. new episodes? No, I listened to uh, I listened to the to the one of the newer ones with Sean Clements on it. Yeah, that was a good one, right? Uh huh. That was pretty good. I uh, to Samuel Clements. No, it's a different guy. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, he's dead. But... Yeah, one of them is alive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Said relation. Actually, in that thread about people not listening to podcasts anymore, one complaint about Comedy Bang Bang was that it it feels like Scott is like kind of burnt out from the TV show and the live tour. Yeah. Which is, I think, true. But that made uh his appearance with Sean Clements like really good because it put put him kind of on the wavelength that Sean is already on. Yeah. Where somebody, the I, I forget the comedian, but she had this whole bit where it was supposed to be revealed that she's actually a mole person, but she, yeah. she came in like dropping like very few clues. Yeah. <laughs> and they totally just ignored it. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, it was because um, Chris and, Tallman was on too. And yeah, Nick Nolte was uh-huh. there and he was so, trying to play along too the but other like, improviser yeah. <laughs> and and at the end they decided nick nolte was a mole person <laughs> yeah yeah well that was my recap of the episode right there yeah uh, that's good <laughs> thanks that's a good one uh janine inspired me to start recapping things <laughs> how's that going uh sean clements hasn't said hi to me yet so i'm a little bit <laughs> underwhelmed uh, yeah <laughs> Yeah, I've been listening to Hollywood Handbook. That's like the one podcast that I listen to every week. It's Hollywood Handbook. Oh, and Doughboys. Those are my those are my only podcasts. Would you like to list a third? Um, no, because people yeah, like something called the the dollop. Know, the, I was like the drop, the dribble, the dip, the the dollop. I everyone says it's great. I the know, just a dash will do you. I I've just I know Dave Anthony's online presence and he throws so many temper tantrums. Oh yeah. Like and apparently the fans like are all aware of this and they're they they just kind of give him a pass they're like oh that's just you know what he does. Mm-hmm. But mm. I don't know I. So th- like Donald Trump. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But if someone was like, hey, Donald Trump, I know, like, you know, he's like a terrible racist, like, monster, but he does a great podcast. Check it out. So that, that's that been my yeah. hesitancy to, to dive into the dollop, but I'm sure I'll check it out one day. I hope, I hope they call him the dollop. The dollop. <laughs> oh, dear. All right. Yeah. So we're at the top of the hour. Lesson, you to lesson, take, you tell you the weather and the lessons learned. <laughs> traffic report. Oh, man. No matter what year it is, we'll always try to kill our children. Mm-hmm. That's right. Ah, mm-hmm. oh, darkness. For sure. Uh, check the bitrate before you hit record. I don't know or how hit to record. ride a bike. You still yep. don't know. You could learn that this summer. You still have time. I could, yeah. Have you ever, like, just gotten on a bike and been like, hey, maybe I just know, like, naturally? Uh, yes, I have tried to do that. <laughs> Can you tell us how that ended? Um, It didn't work like how i wanted it to (laughs) have you used a stationary bike yeah yeah and so did you just think that the whole entire premise should work just (laughs) propelling well yeah like i i knew like i get the concept it's just like my my brain hasn't figured like doesn't know like just the subconscious like balance thing it just doesn't get it 
but you balanced on the razor. It's true, I did. One tricky thing with bikes, I think, and, you know, I learned, as most people do, very young, mm-hmm. so it's hard to put myself, like, to unlearn it, but bikes, the way they're designed, they have a scientific natural tendency to stay up, and right. and I think the I think what people do when they get on a bike is they probably overcorrect because they think the bike wants yeah, to fall over. For sure. I know I, I want to fall over. <laughs> but that's, I mean, that's why you see people, like, just casually riding their bike down the street, no hands, like... Oh, yeah. Because the yeah. bike's doing all the work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know, I, I think maybe at Podfest or something, we, we can spend some time in the parking lot with a bicycle and... I only <laughs> ever rode my bike on my driveway. Oh, wow. So you don't know how to ride a bike either. It's a long driveway, to be fair. <laughs> okay. And my brother did somehow once race me into a pile of wood. But, um... Nice. Yeah. But I I never... I would get to the end. I don't think this was a rule that was established for me by anyone besides myself. But I would get to the edge and kind of like, no, the real world's out there and just ride back. <laughs> oh, wow. I figured your parents, you know... No. Had no. a strict... No. Although, and my brother once had a, um, I'm running away and got on his bike and I think went downtown. Downtown, cool. It's a very big, uh, you know, to the Burger King. That's where I'd go. Well, is that or Kmart? <laughs> or Kmart's closing. Your Kmart's closing or is that the name yeah. of an 80s no, song? It's, it's, that's, actually, that's actually a potential prom theme from 1992. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right, well, if you're the 80s expert, I will be the 90s expert. So, Zach, if you ever want to talk about the 90s, you know where to find me. Yeah, you're good at me. (laughs) (laughs) All right, uh, so that was our mini-sode about the 1980s and sort of about uh, Needful Things. No, not about Needful Things at all. That's a book about a shop that provides you with whatever. Stranger Bodies. (laughs) Strangers with Candy. Strange by me. I stole the TV. Strange by me. <laughs> Strange by me. All right. Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis. I'm, I'm waiting to hear what the music is. Oh, here we go. Ah! <laughs>